five, four, three, two, one. Let's talk about it. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining in. Thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you so much for liking, following, subscribing. Thank you. Just thank you for all the blessings. Thank you for all the prayers. Thank you for the prayers. And for everyone that's helped me along the way. We need to put prayers out there for the innocent people in this conflict in Ukraine. There, there, there are innocent people, and we have to put prayers out there for it. I do have some things I want to discuss with you tonight. Uh, let me just go ahead and give God all glory. Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Lord, thank you for giving me the capability. Lord, thank you for giving me insight. Lord, thank you for all of the wonderful people that tune in, that hear what I have to share with them, Lord. Let it be that you get all the glory, Lord. Let all the glory go to you, Lord. Let everyone that that bless me, Lord, make it possible because you put it on their heart, Lord. Lord Jesus, help me to give and to do what you want me to do, Lord. I give all that I am to you. And I pray that everyone is watching and listening, Lord, that they find hope in you, Lord. There's a lot of people out there, Lord, that's feeling doubt. A lot of people out there feeling anxious. There's so much going on in the world. Lord Jesus, let us see your face. Until that time, in the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. We, like I said, we have quite a bit to talk about and we're going to get into it. So while you are getting settled in, please go ahead, share this video, copy the link to this video, text it to someone that you know loves America and say, hey, check this guy out. Text it to someone that you haven't talked to in a while, please, because they're hitting us hard on the algorithms. And the only way we can get past the algorithms is if you share the video, not only hit the share button, no matter how you're watching this, copy the link and text it to somebody too. Because we're going to talk about so much Russia, 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 and so much more. Let's talk about it. So last night, the state of confusion, did y'all watch that? The state of confusion, because Biden is totally confused. Biden was repeating talking points that President Trump had been saying the entire time he was in office. He was repeating him. He literally repeated him. He did everything but say America first. It was like it was killing him not to say it. But, you know, the ones that wrote it, it probably wouldn't even kill him. He probably wouldn't even think about what he was reading. He was just reading it. He probably wasn't even thinking about it, you know, putting two and two together. He was just reading it. And they wrote that for him in the intent to get everybody, conservatives, Republicans, 
to say Joe Biden is going, he's going strong. He's fighting for the American people. He's doing what's right. You know, that's, that, that, that was their motive. Did, did it work? Did everyone that watched any of it, now, I did, we streamed it last night, did commentary where I was playing, but any of y'all that watched it, do you now say, yes, Joe Biden, go, Joe, go, Joe? Are you saying that? Are you saying go, Joe? Are you saying let's go, Brandon? <laughs> did, did let's go, Brandon, go away? I don't think so. It would have been really awesome if someone would have been in, you know, in that hall, in the chambers there and screamed out, let's go, Brandon. It would have been beautiful. I would do pay-per-view for that. (laughs) It would have been awesome. But anyways, so Joe Biden, in his state of confusion, they brought up, it was uh, uh, Gobert, and I know Marjorie Taylor Greene was right there close to him, to her, and Gobert, the way they're reporting it, screamed out that what about the 13? What about the 13 military personnel? Biden didn't say anything about them. If President Trump was behind that podium, President Trump most definitely would have said something about the 13 fallen soldiers. You know, the, the same 13 Biden was like looking at his watch. You know, I don't even want to be here. And they talked about draping flags over coffins. He talked about that, but he didn't want to talk about drape the flags of the 13 fallen. So Jen Psaki, the press secretary, she talked about Joe Biden's state of the confusion, state of confusion and why, and she was asked why he didn't mention the 13 fallen soldiers. You know what her response was? He didn't have enough time. Are you kidding me? They don't have any more time. Their lives have were gone because of his actions. But he said nothing. Nothing. Listen to it. It's a really short clip. Listen to what this person says about the 13 that he refused to acknowledge. So look, a speech like the State of the Union, it's hugely important. It doesn't touch on, it doesn't have the time to touch on everything that is a priority. It doesn't have time to touch on everything that's a priority? You mean to tell me the 13 fallen soldiers are not a priority? How sick is this? And he wants to be the leader of the free world. He wants to be our president. He wants to be the one that's trying to bring all of us together, unity. But then he put stuff in place that took out 13 military personnel, and he doesn't even want to mention their names. He doesn't even want to mention anything about them. You know why? Because Afghanistan, for Afghanistan to become what it is today was part of the plan. And if... They lost military personnel, lost Americans in the in the process. So be it. Who cares? He didn't have time. Remember, he was when when they brought him and they had the the coffins and they had the flag on the coffin. He didn't have time to be there for that. So he didn't have time to talk about them. And you talk about two minutes. You can put two minutes in there to at least acknowledge them. Two minutes, thirty seconds. He could have said, let's take 30 seconds and remember the 13 fallen soldiers. 30 seconds. He could have done that. You mean to tell me he couldn't couldn't take 30 seconds 
President Trump would have gave him each a minute, 13 minutes at least. At least 13 minutes. But see, they don't want to do that. And that, that should go, that should be a reflection to every single military personnel out there right now. National Guard, reserves, whatever form, whatever, whatever field you are in in the military, Marines, Air Force, doesn't matter. This should be a signal to you that this dude in the White House does not care about you. Right along with the police department. And now BLM is upset with Biden because he said that we need to fund the police department. And BLM is in uproar right now. Well, the BLM that's surviving, because BLM's been removed from Amazon. I like it. BLM should be under investigation for all of the fraudulent stuff and all the money that they've done. But, you know, they kind of keep that on the hush-hush. Let's get to Ukraine, because so much information about Ukraine is coming out. More every day. I mean, so much information is coming out every day about Ukraine. Now, the question is, what do you believe? What should you believe? Who do you believe? Right now, all this information is coming out. I'm like gathering information here and I'm gathering information there. And I just pay attention to what they're saying. And I pay attention to the motive right now. Why do you think now I'm going to play a clip for you. And actually doc, he actually, he actually sent this clip to me yesterday and I want to play it yesterday, but we didn't get a chance to get to it, but I want to play this clip for you tonight. Have y'all seen this? This young lady is in Ukraine. She's in Ukraine and she's on Fox news and interview on Fox news. And I'm pretty sure millions of people have already seen this video. But for those of you that have not seen this video, let me play this for you. So you understand exactly what they are fighting for. What do you think that they're fighting for in Ukraine? What do you think that they're fighting for? And I'm talking about people that are in certain positions. I'm not talking about the innocent people. They're fighting for their lives. That's obvious. But the people who want to, who, who's in particular power there, what do you think that they're fighting for? She actually says it right at the end of this clip. Listen to this. Whoa, that's like really slow, isn't it? <laughs> How did that happen? Ooh, I guess I can't play it. Wow. I guess I'm not going to be able to play it. Well, what she goes on to say at the very end of this clip is that she says that they are fighting for the one world order. Now, I'm not sure why the clip is not playing for me. Yep, I'm not sure why the clip is not playing for me. I do apologize for that. It's really interesting. But at the very end of the clip, she's talking about what's going on in Ukraine. And she ends off by saying that we are fighting for the one world order. She literally says it. Okay, I'm checking to see if there's uh, other my other clips are doing this. Was that the only one? Yeah, that's the only clip that's doing that. That's very interesting because it played fine before. Very interesting. Let me go on. 
You know, just the day before yesterday, they were saying that Zelensky is saying that Putin is guilty of war crimes. Did y'all see that? Are y'all aware? Zelensky is saying Putin is guilty of war crimes. This was not yesterday, but the day before yesterday that he came out saying that he was guilty. Let me go ahead and play that clip for you here where he's talking about where they're, where they're saying that Putin is guilty for the war crimes, what's going on. And there's a reason why I want you to pay attention to this. By Saturday, Putin was once again making televised remarks, referring to Ukraine's leadership as a Nazi or fascist regime, urging Ukrainian armed forces to seize power, even as the country's Jewish president was defiantly speaking to the world from Kyiv, and Ukrainian forces and civilians were putting up stiff. Let me stop it there, because you know I don't know if you noticed, but she emphasized the Jewish president. Now, why does she have to emphasize on that? Why does she have to emphasize yeah. on the Jewish president? Let me. I'm going to take it back again so you can just hear that part, because she. It's like she made it a, made it a point for for that for people to hear that part because Putin is calling them Nazis. Putin is calling them Nazis. And they don't want to be called Nazis, of course, because of some of the stuff that they've done with a lot of the media doesn't want us to let us know about. The same people that Biden was dealing with is who Biden, who Putin is calling Nazis. He's not calling all of Ukraine Nazis. He's calling a certain fraction of them Nazis. Listen, listen to this again. A fascist regime urging Ukrainian armed forces to seize power, even as the country's Jewish president you hear even as the country Jewish president see they're, they're pushing this to make it look like they're this is war crimes that Putin is doing war crimes now think about this this was the day before yesterday they were saying this listen was defiantly speaking to the world from Kiev and Ukrainian forces and civilians were putting up stiff resistance I think that this guy lost touch with realities actually reality and realities, American realities, Western European realities, Ukrainian reality, and even Russian realities. Because the Russian people, this is clearer and clearer every day, doesn't support this war. By Sunday, another televised address and a further escalation. The Russian president putting his nuclear arsenal on high alert, blaming NATO for its aggressive statements. Yeah, hear this. See, Putin is now blaming NATO for a lot of this. And there's a reason why I want y'all to pay attention to this. And the reason why they're saying that he's doing war crimes now, there's a reason why I'm pointing this out. With this nuclear madness, Putin posed as much greater threat to the world and bin Laden. Even as the Russian invasion slows in the face of Ukrainian resistance, the question is now one of disconnect, even within the Kremlin. Ukraine's foreign minister is saying Sunday that their intelligence suggests that even those close to Putin are against the invasion, a military move that may have devastating consequences for Russia. So, again, pay attention. Now, they the day before yesterday, and I'm going to repeat it one more time. The day before yesterday, they said that Putin 
should be considered a war criminal. And the reason why I want you to pay attention to that, because now they're saying that Putin is bringing in illegal weapons, weapons that go against the Geneva convention. They're saying this now, now they're reporting this, but I'm questioning it. I'm questioning. I'm not, I don't know. He very well could be a lot of people say, yes, he's doing it. Yes. He's doing it without a lick of evidence. And because when you have the communist news network and you have MSDNC, especially when they're saying something about Putin, uh, about a group of people, should we believe them? Look how much they lied about president Trump. So it's, it's really, it's, it's like, it's really mixed emotions here, right? That's the best way I can describe it. Because in one hand, they, they told all these lies about President Trump. And now they're supposedly telling the truth about Putin. Y- y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying? Now, I'm, Putin is a tyrant, my, my personal opinion. He's not, nothing, he's not a nice guy, right? But we're supposed to now believe the Communist News Network and all of the liberal media when they say, but Putin is this and Putin is doing this and Putin is doing that. We're just supposed to automatically believe them. Listen to this. Breaking news, the International Criminal Court says it is beginning a war crime investigation into Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And it comes as the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. says Russian forces are moving cluster munitions and vacuum bombs into Ukraine, which are banned by the Geneva Convention. These are banned weapons. Our own crew saw a thermobaric weapon uh, going in. So Tom Foreman is out front to tell you exactly what these weapons are, what they look like, and the devastation that they are designed to inflict. Now, again... They're, they're leading all this up for a reason. They're leading it all up for a reason. Now I, I haven't been to Ukraine to verify this and I, and it, it makes it really hard to believe anything that comes out of CNN. Like all of a sudden we're supposed to believe them. Like they're telling the truth about everything. They're telling the truth about what's going on in Ukraine. Do, how many of y'all believe CNN now is now that you believe them? Listen, a massive blast lighting the sky and scorching the ground. Military analysts can't say precisely which weapons Russia is using, but this has some convinced Moscow is stepping up the conflict in a terrible way. My guess uh, is that that's a thermobaric weapon. That is his guess, but they're leading this in like as if he's actually using wars that are weapons that are illegal. Did y'all hear him? Listen to him. In a terrible way. My guess uh, is that that's a thermobaric weapon. That's a fuel air explosive. It's a very, very devastated weapon. A CNN team spotted launchers for thermobaric bombs near the Ukrainian border. They fire missiles which produce two blasts, the first rapidly filling the air with fuel vapor, the second igniting it with catastrophic effect, making some victims feel as if the air is being sucked from their lungs. Daniel Wasserbly is with James International Defense Review. So let's say you have people hiding uh, maybe in a basement or behind walls. They would not be protected against something like this because the aerosols can get into the basement. They can move around walls and they catch fire and everybody dies a pretty awful death. Human Rights Watch is also pointing to debris as evidence that Russians are launching cluster bombs, missiles that crack open in the air, flinging dozens of smaller, powerful explosives in all directions. you were driving in your car and a submunition landed on the roof of your car, uh, you and your car would be, would be done for. Yeah. 
So far, analysts say many of the Russian strikes appear to have involved common munitions, such as targeted cruise missiles. But civilian sites have been hit, either by design or accident, and U.S. officials expect worse. The numbers of civilians killed and wounded, the humanitarian consequences, will only grow in the days ahead. Which brings us to that stalled Russian convoy near Kyiv, filled with artillery pieces, long a favorite tool of Russian generals. Analysts believe if those weapons get moving again and are placed around the city, they could rain devastating fire on military and civilian targets alike. So, there putting it out there and having um, they want us to believe that now all of a sudden that they're using weapons that go against the Geneva convention. I don't necessarily believe I'm going to be honest with you. I don't believe anything that CNN tells us. And I only played it for you there because I wanted you to see what they're saying. I don't believe anything that CNN tells us, you know, they've been talking about Russia, how Russia for all of these years, even when Russia, 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 when they were attacking president Trump, when they were lying, saying that president Trump was doing deals with Russia, like out of everybody, president Trump went talk to Putin and Putin interfered in the, okay. I can't even talk about it because they'll ding me, but they, but they, but they want us to believe that Russia has been doing all of this stuff and they're innocent in all of it. Let me give you another example of someone that we know blatantly have lied in the past. And, but now we're supposed to believe this person who am I talking about? Look at this. Now listen, listen to what she says. And are you going to believe what she says? And are you going to be on her side? You know, I was thinking about this. You know how they say the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Y'all have heard that expression before, right? Meaning that this person is my enemy and this person is my enemy, but the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? So you, so you have Hillary Clinton and Putin, which one do y'all say is my friend? I mean, seriously, I'm just, it's just a question. Just a question. They're both your enemy, but which one do you say is your friend? Think about that. Ultimately, the people closest to Putin, those who have to deal with him, those who he's keeping at the end of 40-foot tables while he issues bizarre orders, they're the ones who need to act. They need to act for the good of Russia. They need to stop him. Whether or not this has turned into some kind of physical or mental uh, problems that uh, he either had or has in some way uh, come down with, we don't know. You hear this? They were saying they were saying the same thing about President Trump. You remember, they kept talking about President Trump's mental health. Right. But they don't ever talk about Biden's mental health. And he's clearly having issues. He even expressed those issues last night. You could see him happening last night. They put him on something to get to have him go for an hour. Right. But you can tell there was a couple of times when he was like, oh, oh, oh. But his behavior is dangerous and it's dangerous to the future of Russia. So my hope is that the people who are watching him, those who get close enough to see in person his behavior, which is so erratic. I mean, it's the same thing they were saying about President Trump. And again, she was lying about President Trump 
Now, I'm not saying, again, let me be clear for anyone who just joined in. I'm not saying Putin is all peachy, but do you believe Hillary Rotten Clinton? I mean, seriously, do you believe anything that she's saying? And she's making a call out to the Russian people that's able to see anything. And she's making a call out to them to say, go after Putin, get rid of Putin, get rid of him, get rid of him. Remember, she did a Uranian deal with Russia. I guarantee they're not asking her about that. That they can try to prevent him from doing things that will not only be tragic uh, for Ukraine, but tragic for Russia, too. This should be stopped for Russia's sake. <laughs> like she's really concerned about Russia. How many of y'all think that Hillary Clinton is really concerned about Russia? She's more concerned about her interests, the special interests. All of them have dealings in Ukraine. All of them have these corrupt dealings in Ukraine. Now, I want to ask a question, and I was going to try to do a poll on, on one of these. I know I can do a poll on Facebook. And I'm going to see if, I'm going to see if, I, can, if I can create a poll on here on Facebook. And while, while this, clip, this next clip is playing, will it give it to me? I know it... Uh, Okay. Yep. Here it is. Okay. I'm going to create a poll. I'm going to do this real time. I meant to do this earlier. How much gas, how, let me say, how much is gas in your location? Let me see. And I'm going to put, we'll just say $3. Okay. $3. And we'll go ahead and say $4 and I'll say, I'll even say $5 and I'll say more because it's not less. Uh, it, I'd be surprised if it's less than $3. I'd be surprised. Okay. So now I'm going to post this on here and did it, did it save it? Okay, where'd it go? And where'd it go? Okay, let me play this for you. This is CNN. Again, CNN talking about the gas prices, and the gas prices are going up. The gas prices are going up. And they're they're still trying to blame everybody but themselves. They are the ones to blame for this. Every Democrat is the one to blame for this. Everyone who supported for, who supported Biden is to blame for this. Listen to this, though. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki saying the White House is, quote, very open to banning Russian oil exports. But that could mean a big hit for American consumers, right? If you've got less uh, oil coming into the U.S., right, that's less to refine. It's less at the pump. Prices continue to go higher. Russia is the world's second largest oil producer, and oil is fungible, right? So you take it out of the market, it's going to cause the price to go up. The U.S. on average imported about 672,000 barrels of crude oil and refined products from Russia last year. So today's prices, that's 75 million uh, dollars a day, right? 75 million on average last year per day. All that money, of course, right now could be being used to kill Ukrainian civilians. Out front now, Dalib Singh, the White House Deputy National Security Advisor for International Economics. So Dalib, I, I know, you know, obviously 75 million on average per day last year. That number has come way down, of course. But what are you waiting for? Uh, good evening, Aaron. Well, when it comes to energy prices, let me just back up and, and remind 
In terms of the guiding principles for our sanctions, we always try to maximize the costs on the target and minimize uh, the impact on Americans. And so we... Y'all hear him? He said, we're trying to minimize the impact on Americans, but they're not doing that. They've done just the opposite. Americans are hurting right now. The gas is still going up. Okay, and I've just been able to put the poll out there, on at least on Facebook. Um, I haven't been able to do polls on the other on the other platforms, but I just put a poll on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, you get to participate in it. The gas, listen to them. Remind, in terms of the guiding principles for our sanctions, we always try to minimize the costs on the target and minimize uh, the impact on Americans. And so we don't have a strategic interest in reducing global energy supplies. You hear him? Did you hear what he just said? Let me play back. Maybe I heard it. Maybe I didn't hear it right. Listen. Try to maximize the costs on the target and minimize uh, the impact on Americans. And so we don't have a strategic interest in reducing global energy supplies. We don't have a strategic interest in reducing global energy supplies. Meaning the way I'm gathering is that they're going to continue to try to look for oil from outside the country. Like they're not even interested in becoming energy independent. They don't want to do that. That's not their goal. That's not the objective. The objective is to get another nation to spin up oil to sell to America. But in the meantime, until that happens, they're going to still continue to buy oil from Russia. That would only increase prices at the pump for Americans and pad Putin's profits. Um, that's why the president said last night in the State of the Union, right. we're exempting energy payments from our financial sanctions. But where we do have a strategic interest is in degrading and downgrading Russia's status as a leading energy supplier. Uh, that's why we took aim and shut down Nord Stream 2. That's why we're surging liquefied natural gas to Europe. Uh, and that's why we're denying critical technologies that Russia needs to sustain its production. But let me just say one last thing on this. Yes. Um, we are looking at ways to cut. They're saying they're looking at ways to cut production, right? That's all they're going to do. They're looking for ways to cut production of oil drilling here in the United States of America. And guess who's going to end up paying for the bill? Guess who's going to end up hurting at the end of all of this? It's going to be us, the American people. It's even to the point to where you have the NBC nightly news even talking about the gas prices and how it's going up. And Biden is still trying to say it's the gas companies. I've mentioned it before. They're trying to say it's the gas companies that bring this jacking the prices up. The same thing they did with the meat factories. They're saying that people going to buy chicken and beef and pork in the grocery stores and they see the prices going through the roof. They're blaming the manufacturers and not the policies that they're putting onto the manufacturers. Does that make sense? Listen to listen to this. Good afternoon. I'm Tom Costello, NBC News. We're talking to Patrick DeHaan of GasBuddy.com about where gas prices are going now that we have essentially Russian oil and gas no longer on the market. And of course, several nations tapping their strategic petroleum reserves. Patrick, really no impact. In fact, prices are going higher. How high are prices going to go at the gas pump? Yeah, Tom, it, it's not a matter of if, but when the national average hits that $4 gallon mark in the days ahead over the course of the weekend, it would not be surprising that motorists could step outside, see the gas station, and prices could go up 20, 30, even 40 cents a gallon in some of these areas. And in California? 
California is going to be on the cusp of $5 a gallon here, and maybe as soon as the next 72 hours, the statewide average is at $4.90. With the increases in the price of oil, the $5 mark is likely coming very soon. That's crazy. See, not even NBC is even getting involved in talking about the gas prices because you can't, you can't avoid it. You can't ignore it. They're causing the American people to hurt. They're causing more problems. Every single crisis that we've seen for the past two years have been created by who? The left. Every single crisis, every world crisis has been created by the left. And they want to, and they're still trying to blame President Trump for for everything that's going on. They've even gone as far as blaming President Trump for you what's happening in Ukraine right now. They literally are. And even though President Trump for four years Putin didn't do anything, they don't even want to acknowledge that. In the last night in Biden's state of his confusion, state of confusion, he he, you know what? It should have been mentioned that. During Trump's administration, Putin did not do anything. Putin was afraid to do anything. But all they did was, all Putin did was pick back up where he left off when Obama was in office. That's the only thing that's happened here. And they were expecting this to go ahead and continue on under Hillary Rodden Clinton. So now listen to what they're talking about us trying to get oil from, right? And how they want to get off of Russian oil. So, so uh, you know, look, this is a big conversation, and I, you know, but I, I want to ask you one more question because you raise a really important point, right? Which is that when you sanction uh, the, the second largest energy producer, there's less oil. So that means they're getting more money for the oil that they are able to sell. And I can't tell if I'm buying oil whether that oil came from Russia or for somewhere else, right? I mean, it's just the black, drippy stuff, right? So if they can find a way to get it out, they're now getting $110 a barrel for it, uh, you know, versus say 40 Right. So they could sell a lot less and get a lot more money. So how much are the sanctions hurting them right now? They are the second largest oil producer in the world. It is their biggest source of income. And we've seen the price for every barrel they send out surge. You hear this now, this is actually a good question because the sanctions, apparently they're not hurting Putin or he's not letting them hurt him. He's he's moving forward. He's still doing what he's doing. And when the United States of America is still buying oil from Russia, we're still buying oil. Seriously, millions. And we're still buying it. Listen to his response. Well, I'm not going to get into the specifics of what we have in mind, but there are ways to cut our consumption of Russian oil while keeping constant the global energy supply. There are other producers in the world that could backfill for any uh, Russian oil we don't import. And that's that's really our goal. That's consistent with putting the pain to Putin mm-hmm. and making sure Americans don't pay for it at the pump. <laughs> but Americans are paying for it at the pump. And again, they created this, they created the energy crisis and you know, us having to depend on Russia for oil in any other nation is a national security problem. Seriously. President Trump made it to where the United States of America was energy independent We were the number one exporter of natural gas. Biden came in and just wiped that all away. And look at the crisis that the world is experiencing right now. All of it could have been avoided, but they didn't want to avoid it. They wanted this. They they were thriving to have this happen. 
They were looking forward to having this happen. So now you have the, the world all trying to come together in this one world order. There's like this one world order. And I'm going to say this. I truly believe that NATO is that one world order. And Russia and China is a different one world order. And they're like this. They're going like this right now. Which one gets to be the one world order? Because you have Macron, you have Trudeau, you have Biden. You have a few others. And how many of them, I mean, the names I just listed off, do you trust any of them? And they're all talking about NATO, 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 NATO. Boris, seriously. They're all talking about NATO. And how many of you trust NATO? Well, the United Nation is like getting really involved in this too, right? Rightfully so. The United Nations, which is the, the over NATO and all of them, they're trying to bring everything to order and they're trying to act like they're doing it all civil, right? And the, and the United Nations, which is the global entity, and I truly believe it's the global entity the Bible is talking about, it's full on trying to take over the planet. Listen to this. Now... At more than any other point in recent history, the United Nations is being challenged. If the United Nations has any purpose, it is to prevent war. It is to condemn war, to stop war. That is our job here today. It is the job you were sent here to do, not just by your capitals, but by all of humanity. So they're screaming for peace. I'm just, and uh, you know, for me, I'm just waiting for the Antichrist to come on the scene. I'm just waiting, waiting for it because, and it's going to, I still say it's going to get a lot worse. What's happening in Russia. Now, I don't think what Russia's doing in Ukraine right now is that war that's going to start. That's going to kill one third of mankind. Personally, I don't, but, could it lead to it? Absolutely. Because according to the Bible, the war that's going to start, the war that starts in the Euphrates River will be a war that will kill one third of mankind. But that's just south of Ukraine and south of Ukraine. So if it spills over down there, then you, we don't know. But they also said that Putin is not going to stop where he is. Talking about the left looking at the government and looking at the United Nations. So let me, let me get, paint a picture here for you. You have the local state government and then you have the federal government and then you have the NATO and then you have the United Nations, the left. They believe that's the only authority there is. They believe government is their God. They reject God. A hundred percent. We all know this. This is not anything that's new to you. I want to share something with you. This is something where Jill Biden is talking about Joe Biden and listen to what she's saying that she's happy. People put their faith into not God, because again, they reject God. 
But listen to what she says she put she's happy that everybody put their faith into. And listen how she says the state of everything. We still have a long way to go. Our world faces incredible challenges. But things are so much better. Things are so much better. Really? I mean, you know, someone please send me a message and and explain to me how things are so much better. Seriously, because I'm missing something completely. I've completely missed the one on that one. So somebody watching this right now, send me the message, send me the link to show me where things are so much better. I I really want to see that. But things are so much better. Really? Now listen to who she's saying she's thankful that you put your faith into. You were right to put your faith in Joe Biden a year ago. I mean, you can't make this up. You can't make it up. You were right to put your faith in Joe Biden. You can't make it up. I want to, okay, so let me go to the poll real quick. Okay, so I put this poll out there. How much is gas in your location? So it says 35% said $3. 53% said $4. 6% says $5. And another 6% said more than $5. That's wild. And I knew it was, I mean, it's, I can't, I mean, I guess I should have put one on there. Is it less than, you know, $3? I mean, because I think gas here is three here in Texas. Gas is three seventy four or something like that. It's right. Kiss right at $4 and it's going up. It's gone up 50 cents in the past two weeks. I mean, that's pretty rough. I mean, it's really tough. Especially when someone has to commute every single day. Imagine the truck drivers right now. We got the convoy out there and people riding along with them. Think about it. And they go stop at the gas station. It just goes through the roof. And then you have, again, you have the left wanting to take stuff away and hurt people that's associated with Putin. You know, they did this. They they're actually, they're doing the same thing with anyone who is associated with president Trump. Think about it. They find out everybody that's associated with president Trump, some kind of way. And they try to put him in jail, especially like Roger stone. Oh my, my goodness. Every other week they come, they drum up something new to try to get Roger stone. I mean, it's like they, it's a never ending story and they're doing with other people. They try to get everybody that they can't. And you know what they end up doing? They, they hurt people so much to where they can't do anything. So now, for example, in Ukraine, instead of going after all the corrupt people that was dealing with Biden, remember the whole billion dollars. They don't want to go after that. They don't even want to pay attention to it. None of them are talking about it. All the corruption that took place then, but they're going after everybody that's associated with Putin. Listen to this. Uh, the Russian billionaire Alisher uh, Usmanov was sanctioned by the European Union on Monday. Uh, there he is with Putin in that picture. Forbes reports German officials have seized his most prized possession. Uh, it was at docked in Hamburg, uh, getting some, you know, I guess, who knows what they were doing, cleaning it, tweaking it. Anyway, it's a 512-foot yacht, custom-built, 
valued at nearly $600 million. I'm sure you're well aware of it, Dilip. It requires a crew of 96 to even sail this thing. Again, Forbes reporting the Germans have seized it. Is the United States prepared to take more dramatic steps like this, seizing property of all these oligarchs in New York and in Florida and just taking it away from them? And they're wanting to do this so then they will put pressure on Putin to stop. But there's more to what's going on here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Today, uh, Merrick Garland, our attorney general, officially stood up a DOJ task force. And the purpose of that task force, it's called klepto capture. It's meant to uh, identify, hunt down and seize physical assets, yachts, jets, fancy cars, luxury apartments. And and make no mistake, they're going to use the most cutting edge uh, cryptocurrency tracing data analytics and foreign intelligence to get the job done. And I would say, along with that announcement, we, we broadly intensified our strategy of putting debilitating pain to Putin. Y'all hear that? I kept telling everyone if it was if if I was Putin, I would put trillion dollars or however many in cryptocurrency. Did you hear what he just said about the cryptocurrency? They there's I'm telling you, I, I'm willing to bet that a whole bunch of people put money in cryptocurrency because they know that they're going to come after them. Listen to it again. Fancy tracing, data analytics. Let me, let me take it back a little bit. Listen to them. Pets, fancy cars, luxury apartments. And, and make no mistake, they're going to use the most cutting-edge cryptocurrency tracing, data analytics, and foreign intelligence to get the job done. So that just confirms what I was saying that they're going to use the cryptocurrency because see right now they're having a hard time finding the cryptocurrency. So they're going to try to find, they're going to, they're going to basically hack the systems is what he's, he's alluding to because that's the only way you can do it because these cryptocurrency companies have no idea. People put money into it. They don't know who you are, what you're doing with the money. They don't know, but they're saying that they're basically going to hack it to find out. And I would say, along with that announcement, we, we broadly intensified our strategy of putting debilitating pain to Putin. Uh, we sanctioned 22 more Russian defense companies that are powering the Russian war machine. We tightened the vice grip on Russia's economy by preventing Russian exporters, Russian SOEs from defending the ruble. You know, his war chest of foreign reserves is now essentially worthless. The ruble is worth less than a penny. Yeah. We're cutting off critical technologies to... So why would why would you stop then? If you're if you're Putin, why would you stop? You're literally having the them hurt you because of something that these leftists don't want us to know about. I'm telling you, these leftists have done things, Biden, all that money. Obama, all that money. There's pictures of Obama popping up with them being him being in Ukraine. And all this, all this corruption that was taking place, you know, Biden was right in the mix of all of it. He said he was there for 13, 12, 13 times. And we know that he's corrupt. And yes, I'm saying it's about your boy Biden. He's a hundred percent corrupt. It's so, it's so bad that you even have the view talking about how they like the fact that Biden is sleepy Joe. They really do. They like that Biden is sleepy Joe. You don't believe me? Listen to this. Glad he didn't do is he did not 
give the finger to the other side. No. He continues to say, you know, I'm here if you want to work with me. Mm. We are trying to get this done. And for, quite frankly, I'm with you. I'm really glad that we have someone who they call him Sleepy Joe. I'm glad he's sleepy. He's glad he's, she's glad he's sleepy. So basically, she's saying that she's glad that he is the captain of the plane that we're all flying. There is no autopilot, but he's sleeping. She's glad of that. But so they, she'd rather have someone sleeping at the helm other than someone like President Trump who was taking the country, this nation, in the right direction. What sense does that make, everybody? This is this is this woman here, and if you want to call her a woman, is a complete idiot. And she's back on the view after being an anti-Semitic, right? Listen to her. I'm glad he's not saying, hey, I'm going to. And Joy, Joy Behar going to jump in here. Well, no, he's not sleepy. He's not sleepy to defend it. Right. Listen. Come over there and do. I don't want to hear that. But he wasn't sleepy last night. He was on the well, game last night. But again- yeah, here it is. he was on his game last night. I told everyone this is exactly what they're going to say. He didn't do anything to unite the country. He can't. I'm telling you, it's too far gone. He can't do it. They destroyed the the unification of this country when they were attacking President Trump. They've literally destroyed that. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think there's no coming back unless the people in this country, this nation, realize that the Democrats are the ones that should be removed from office. That's the only way it's going to happen. This November, you've got to get rid of every single Democrat in the House and the Senate. That's the only way we can unify the country. I hate to say that, but that's the way it is. And I just feel like, you know, people have names. I don't have any names for him. I just want him to do the best he can for the most amount of Americans. I'm not going to like everything he does. I'm not going to dig everything. Yeah. So why, why didn't she say this about President Trump? When President Trump was doing more for everybody, he was actually doing stuff. But Biden is doing nothing but creating more division, but she don't have this to say. Do y'all see the, do y'all see what's going on here? Demons, they support demons. But then when you have someone that's actually doing something positive, they want to get rid of them. But I want somebody who at least can look us all in the eye and say, well, this is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. That's what I want. Because the other dude, you know, whose name I slipped yesterday. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I feel like my brain had a whole thing. It just went. <laughs> that just goes to show that there is a Donald President Donald Trump syndrome. She has Donald Trump syndrome. She can't even say his name. She can't even say his name. See, this is how ignorant these people are. And President Trump didn't do anything wrong as president. He didn't do anything wrong. President Trump brought this nation to a point to where everybody could respect it. President Trump didn't do anything wrong. I want to share one more thing with you here. A lot of people are still confused about what's happening in Ukraine. A lot of people are. And I don't know everything about Ukraine. I know there was issues when Biden was in office with Ukraine. I talked about the corruption with Ukraine years before when Biden, when it, when the videos all first came out, when Biden was, you know, making these big, the billion dollar deal, firing the prosecutor, going after Burisma because his son was on the board. 
His son was working for the company, so he fired him, right? So it's not the first time that I've talked about it. And we talked about the corruption going over there. It wasn't anything new. President Trump, when they were trying to impeach President Trump, the corruption was thick. And I told people that there's, there, were, there were people in the Ukrainian government that was helping the Democrats impeach President Trump. A hundred percent. And I kept telling people that and a lot of people were like, no, no, that wasn't the case because there was, there's a video out there where president Trump was saying that he liked Zelensky. Zelensky was a, a straight up guy, right? But president Trump, he said that, uh, he said that about a lot of people that end up doing the wrong thing. He said the same thing about Mitt Romney at one point. Do you understand what I'm telling you? And see, he deal with these people and they, you know, they act like they're doing the right thing. Then they turn around and do the wrong thing. Mitt Romney, Liz Cheney, Kissinger, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham. I did a video showing it this morning with McCarthy. Republicans don't like Will Johnson because Will Johnson will call Republicans out. And I get people saying, how come you don't ever talk about the Republicans? Listen to this. Listen to this video. For those of you that are still here and you haven't seen this video, I want to say thank you to Doc for sharing this with me. Listen to this video. This guy, he's in Ukraine, to my understanding, and he explains very well what is happening in Ukraine and what has been happening in Ukraine. Check it out. My phone rang at 7.30 in the morning on the 24th of February. The dialer was my American friend from my high school days in the U.S. He was the last person I expected to call, especially at 7.30 in the morning. I knew immediately that the war has actually broken out. The beginning of the war did not surprise me. In fact, it's long overdue. What surprised me was the fact that he knew nothing about the suffering that the Russian Ukrainians had endured over the past eight years. Let me get something straight. NATO promised that they wouldn't move an inch to the east. That was a lie. And now we are surrounded by an aggressive military alliance. NATO gladly bombed Yugoslavia under the pretenses of a potential genocide. Did they bomb just military installations? No. NATO destroyed schools, hospitals, bridges, cultural monuments, private businesses, and industrial plants. Did you forget about that? Did you forget about how NATO pumped money and weapons into Georgia right before Georgia bombarded Russian peacekeepers and civilians? Of course you did because your media doesn't want you to know. Did you forget how yet another territory was ripped away from Serbia? Do you not remember Kosovo? Did you protest then? I bet you didn't and I bet you didn't even care. Did you forget the invasion of Libya? If you're in Europe, you can't forget. Thousands of migrants are your daily reminder of what your governments did to that country. Did you protest the illegal invasion of Syria by Turkey in the US? I bet you didn't. Do you care about Saudi Arabia starving Yemen? I bet you don't. Do you care or did you care about the illegal invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan under false pretenses? What, they aren't people to you? Why haven't you been vocal against the murder of children and civilians at Iraqi and Afghani weddings by American bombardment? Ah, that's right. They're brown people. They're probably worth less to you. 
Where were your crocodile tears when Kiev started bombarding Ukrainian Russians in the East simply for doing the exact same thing as the Ukrainians did in the West, was to get rid of a corrupt government? Where were your crocodile tears when Kiev shut off electricity and water to Crimea? Where was your save the Ukrainian people when 48 civilian anti-Maidan Ukrainian protesters were rounded into a Union trade house and burned alive whilst those who tried to escape the fiery hell were beaten and shot? Do you by any chance know who the, who the Madonna of Gorlovka is? Do you know who the or what the Alley of Angels memorial is? Let me give you a hint. People engraved into that memorial aren't alive and they are not adults. Did you shed even one digital virtue signaling tear when the children at the children's beach in Zagres were purposefully bombed by the Ukrainian military using illegal cluster bombs? I bet you didn't, but that's okay. How would you? Your mainstream media keeps you in the dark. For eight years, the US and its allies have been pumping billions of dollars worth of lethal weapons into Ukraine. For eight years, the Ukrainians have been waging a war with their own people in the East. And for seven years, uh, Russia and the people of the Donetsk and Lugansk republics have been patiently waiting for Kiev to adhere to the Minsk agreements. Should Russia have waited maybe 20 more years? You know, uh, the amount of years that the US spent killing Afghanis? So whilst leaders like Boris Johnson, Joe Biden, Emmanuel Macron, uh, Olaf Scholz and Ursula von der Leyen have been virtue signaling about the poor Ukrainians, they have been robbing the Ukrainians of their dignity, making their economy run on loans from the IMF and basically robbing them of their future. And Russia is to blame when we were their primary trading partner. The West pushed Russia into a corner. Protect yourself from an increasingly hostile neighbor who wants to become part of a hostile military alliance called NATO and lose Nord Stream 2, for example. Or watch Russian Ukrainians get slaughtered by the thousands. The West wanted to fight this war with Russia until the very last Ukrainian. Remember Kosovo? Well, the Lugansk and Donetsk republics have every right to exist. Russia didn't set the precedent. Your leaders did when they recognized Kosovo. And final food for thought. Why was there no bombardment of innocent civilians in Crimea, even though it's closer to Kiev than Donetsk is? I'll give you a hint. The actual Russian military was there, protecting the people. Here's another. The Ukrainian army has been fighting this invisible Russian army for eight years now in the East, according to your mainstream media. Why then did the Ukrainian army collapse within 24 hours when fighting the actual Russian military? And since it did, what do you think your tax dollars were doing in Ukraine. That's right. Your tax dollars were used by Ukrainians in the West to kill Ukrainians in the East, and you didn't give a flying f about it. So if you haven't been following this conflict from day one, and now you put the blue and yellow flag on your photo, wipe away your crocodile tears, please, and find out why your governments have been supporting those who have made a Nazi criminal Stepan Bandera, their national war hero. Don't expect a good result from pushing a bear and a dragon into a corner. And definitely don't be surprised when that bear and that dragon begin pushing back. So if you haven't been crying for the collectively millions of dead Iraqis, Afghanis, Syrians, Libyans, Yugoslavians, and East Ukrainians these past 20 years, but you're crying crocodile tears for Ukrainian military installations, 
wipe them away and think about what your governments have been doing and what they're still doing. And I hope that this eight-year story of a war started by a criminal Ukrainian government against its own people can finally come to an end and Ukrainians and Russians can finally live in peace. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to this broadcast. Thank you so much. Do me a favor. Subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe to it. Share this everywhere you can. We are viewer and listener supported. Anything you can do to help us out is greatly appreciated. Head on over to UniteAmericaFirst.com. Thank you again and God bless.